Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful Wrestling. It is May 13th, 2022. Your SmackDown AEW Rampage review. This a very short, or a very early, rather, Rampage. And the show brought to you by a few different people. Number one, DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that code Fightful when you download the app. Bet on any NBA playoff team, and when they win, you take that five bucks that you bet, you can win $150 in free bets. That's DraftKings Sportsbook. Check show notes for details. Uh, eligibility uh, is, is mentioned within those show notes. But leave us a thumbs up here. Subscribe. Tap that bell for notifications. Get in Super Chats, Humper Chats. I'll tell you about those in a minute. We've got Kate here. Kate, how you doing? I'm doing well. It's so fun to have Rampage on so early. It feels like days ago. Sean, days ago, I tell you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, next two weeks, early Rampage, early review. I will be working as a result. <laughs> <laughs> we love so, that for you and for me. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, some other stuff that we worked on today. Fightful Select had the exclusive news that Raquel Rodriguez was going to face Ronda Rousey. We had the full SmackDown rundown ahead of the show. Uh, not only that, posted an update about Kayla Rossi and uh, and uh, AEW. Sorry, I I, fl- I lost I lost it there. I lost the lead there. Mark Quill says, "Happy birthday to Kate, the best in the world." Is it your birthday today? Tomorrow. I was gonna say. I knew I wasn't off by a day. No, 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 no. It's I tomorrow. knew I wasn't off <laughs> by a day. But I appreciate that, Mark. Thank you very much. We had the exclusive news about Kayla Rossi and AEW. We had the Raquel Rodriguez, Ronda Rousey news. How about this? I did a figure haul today, a special one with that ridiculous figure that Jimmy Van had me made. But yeah, <laughs> but yesterday, uh, impact against all odds, location and date. MJF frustrated with his contract situation as of now, leaning towards not re-signing with AEW. Let me just clarify. Guys, I'm real fucking good at my job. This is not a work. It is not a work. Uh, will it happen? Who knows? But it is not a work. Uh, but we've got a bunch of stuff. MLW news this week. Updates on Cesaro. Updates on Up, Up, Down, Down. Eddie Kingston. We had the Raw plans. We had uh, the return that was set for WWE Raw with Alexa Bliss. Tons of exclusive news at FightfulSelect.com. And not only that, eight weekly shows now. You're getting a show on average more than once a day now. Subscribe to Fightful Select. Got the we won't be on the air when your birthday happens, but we better not be. This ain't this ain't a you and Alex show. 
That's Alex, for sure. Alex will be ranting after this, likely. <laughs> yes, yes. So you all might be. But Alex will probably be on Fightful Select live. Uh, I've, I'm adding bonus shows there all the time. But you know what? Donate Super Chats, donate Humper Chats. If you don't know what those are, if you are live on YouTube.com slash Fightful, it's that dollar sign down at the bottom. It gets your question or statement read on the air. Or you can go to HumperChats.com, and you can go there whenever you want. If you want to leave a, a question or statement during the show and let us keep a little bit more of it than YouTube does, there you go. If you want to leave it before the show, you can do that. A whole lot of you watch on demand, so that's a nice way to get them in. Uh, Grapsity, a lot of people do that. They'll leave them in the morning, and then our fellows at Grapsity will read them uh, when their show goes live noon on Saturday. Uh, oh, Mark Quill says, Alex said sour graps tomorrow instead of after this recap. There you go. He wanted to there. do it proper for my birthday, you know? <laughs> well, Ricardo says, happy birthday to the mama bull, Kate. Thank mama you. bull, very clever. <laughs> happy early birthday to Kate, you rule, as do your bangs, says Nerd Guru. Thank you. <laughs> Valab, happy birthday, Kate. Van Twinblade, happy birthday, Kate. Listen, <sighs> I'm just going to have tell people it's my birthday all the time. That way, I was going to say, I got to have birthdays more often so we can get the money rolling in. You know? No, we, we've got about <laughs> half the Super Chats this month as we usually do. But um, JW Pringle says, this just in, SRS is good at his job. Kate has amazing <laughs> bangs. Water is wet. Fire is hot. Happy birthday, Kate. Hot diggity dog. JW and- Pringle rules. Ryan says, no question, just showing support. Well, we appreciate it. And Matt Reichel says, happy Friday, SRS. Kate, happy early birthday. Kate Hype Starcast is back in, or, oh, okay, he said, happy early birthday, Kate. And then he says, Hype Starcast is back in Nashville. Big New Japan show tomorrow in D.C. You're going to see me at Starcast, my friends. I will be there. It's a nice little three-hour trip down the interstate, and I might have something to do there. You know what? I might come back for for vengeance after uh, my ML or not my, my not my MLW my GCW. You appearance. are the forbidden door. Just going. MLW sold out tonight. Good for them. They they sold out on the walk up in Philly. Good for them. Good for them. Asian Joe says, "Happy birthday, Buster's mom." Thank <laughs> you. He's been a menace today. <laughs> so we have some MJF stuff. Um, Daniel R says, first, hey, second, a question about AEW talent. I'm not say that, saying that the MJF stuff leaving is true or not or false. I'll leave that up to you. But do you think a good number of AEW talent will want significant raises when their contract expires, especially younger guys? Yes, especially originals that are probably seeing people that come in, that came in afterwards get paid more than them because they signed to long term deals early on. Uh, a lot of this will will pre- be predicated on how AEW does with rights fees the next go around, because that is coming up fairly soon. And AEW will be able to expand the budget, hopefully a lot. But right now, WWE is offering big, big money for these deals. And if you're WWE, you want to snatch people away. I was saying if I were them, I'd I'd sign Stu Grayson. Whatever he wanted from AEW probably is not that much in WWE and Stu Grayson can kind of fill a workhorse role on the main roster, or I think he could do really well in NXT 2.0 as well. I would just take him to take him. Somebody that AEW wanted that you can have, take him. Why wouldn't you? It's interesting with MJF because of all the pillars. I think he's the pilloriest. I think they have pegged him as their future. So 
Um, when the time comes to negotiate, I'm sure that man is going to get paid a good amount of money regardless of where he ends up. And there's plenty of people in, in AEW that are, are not on his side with this situation. They, they feel like this isn't the way to go about it, but listen, it, the man's frustrated. What can I say? That, that ain't a work. Him as of right now, leaning towards not wanting to resign is not a work. There's a lot of time, though. There's there's an awful lot of time. Um, do I necessarily agree with them? I'm not in his situation. And what I've said every time somebody says, why would this person do this? You do not understand somebody else's motivations. For sure. And that it's not I'll always. I think people assume it's financial motivation, but you also have to understand, like, regardless of where you're working, People grew up wanting to main event WrestleMania. Like that's always going to have been the first wrestling dream that they had. So, um, and he's also very young and has a long career ahead of him. So um, he's got, he's got room to play with and he has a ton of value and he probably signed for well under the value that he currently is now. It, it makes he was, sense. He was, he was making next to nothing when he started uh, before, like when he was out in MLW, he was making next to nothing. At MLW? No way. Now, I mean, they, now granted, I know that was <laughs> the prevailing belief for a long time. Court Bauer admitted on the air with me, he, the contracts were like Swiss cheese back then. He was like, you could drive a bus through the holes in those deals. And he's like, now they're different. We're, we're getting more money, a lot of that stuff. Uh, but again, I can tell you guys from personal experience, within a year of Fightful launching, I was offered twice as much as what I was making at Fightful to work for the most trafficked wrestling news website in the world. And I said, no, I didn't want to do it. That, that wasn't what I wanted to do. However, there were times when I had some other offers that I looked at and I said, well, it's never about the money until it's that much money. <laughs> and then it becomes that type of thing where you can change your life, change your family's life, change a lot of people's life. But um, you never know. And leverage. Mark, like, it's leverage, let's be honest. And I can tell you guys, from knowing MJF, the more that people say, oh, he couldn't do it in WWE, he wouldn't, he couldn't, that makes him want to do it more. Yeah, he seems like one of those so, you won't people. <laughs> so, I mean, if, I, I mean, if you want to push MJF to WWE, if you're one of those people, probably tweet him and... Uh, <laughs> motivate him more, right? Motivate him more. Mark Losper says WWE should definitely start hoarding talent. Worked really well last time. It didn't, but um, I don't think this is hoarding talent. I don't think they're anywhere near yeah. hoarding talent. Jam That Jam says, missed the Dynamite review. Sorry, this is off topic. I only started watching AEW last year, but someone I've been really impressed with is Ricky Starks. Do you think AEW and Tony Khan see him as a future main eventer, or has he already reached his ceiling? Oh, he has not reached anywhere near his ceiling, in my opinion, Kate. I think that he is absolutely a future main eventer. I think there's like a set of original pillars and then a follow-up set of pillars along the way. You got like Ricky Starks and Hook. You got a lot of guys like that that came along a little bit after. Garcia, for Garcia, sure. Garcia, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ricky Starks, I feel like, was a steal of the century away from NWA. I love that dude. I definitely think he's a main eventer. Man, Twinblade said today was a good day. Rampage found out about Warhorse being back in the state, and GCW is coming to St. Louis on uh, July 1st, and I snagged a GA ticket. Well, heckin' yeah, man. I heard about where they may be on July 2nd, and 
pissed me off because I can't be there. Pissed me off. SummerSlam things? No, I, I got invited to SummerSlam. Like WWE invited me to SummerSlam, actually. WWE invited me <laughs> to eat catering at Allegiant Stadium. Oh again. my goodness. That was that was probably my the the day that I got my favorite like SRS as an AEW shill tweet was while I was eating catering at Allegiant Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> SummerSlam last year in front of a seat with my name on it with them ha- like shoveling ha- bags of like shirts and hats towards us and I was like guys what, what am I doing with this like one of those drawstring backpacks I'm sure it right? was, it right was. Back, yeah, yeah, there you I've, go. I've got it I've got it somewhere around here <sighs> oh man one of the ceases goes is that when you ate leather uh, a shock said what did you eat not leather I ain't eating leather, as Denise would say. Daniel says, question to what Kate said about everyone wanting to main event WrestleMania. Do you think in 20 years that'll still be true? Or will it be people wanting to main event all out or even an open door? So, Kate, it's interesting because that's starting to change now. You've got Chris Bay saying, I wanted to be X Division champion. You had, um, I believe it was Kiera Hogan that was like, I want to be Knockouts champion. Like, that was her dream. You you have a lot of people whose dreams weren't WrestleMania because they were 13, 14, 15. Dante Martin's dream match was Phoenix. Yeah. I should so, rescind that too. If you've ever heard Eddie Kingston talk, yeah. he was, he got kicked out of wrestling school for not wanting to be a WWE guy. He just wanted to go to Japan and beat people up, which yeah. is part of why I love him. Um, so, but for most people, and I, I would assume that's starting to change. It's very weird hearing people that like grew up idolizing AJ Mendez even. And I'm like, oh yeah, I was in my mid twenties or whatever, yeah. like seeing this next generation. So I can't imagine that wouldn't be the case, right? Like yeah. people are going to have changes of heart with that. Mark says, SRS, any thoughts on all out maybe being in TO? If you mean Toronto, I would love that. I would, I would go to it. I would absolutely Go to it because I miss Toronto badly. I think they should do it there. Ricardo hopes that Matthew Plus slips in a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and get to the show. Graham says that Chris Jericho sounds like he swallowed a fireball. Well, Death Triangle versus a- or AFO. AFO is very directionless, and it hasn't really improved much with Matt Hardy leaving them. Um. What did you think about this match? I mean, a good match as expected. Phoenix rules. I'm so glad he's back because I had wrestlers that night that were like, we've been told he's having surgery. And fortunately, with like shortly after, I was told, no, 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 no. He's not getting surgery. That was just the initial fear. Um, To him having these kinds of matches just a few months later. Wow. Yeah, I was looking at my notes and one of them just says Phoenix's hang time. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Which is insane. Like, he's so good. I love he and Penta together. They're just like the perfect offset of each other, but very cohesive at the same time. Um, I actually really enjoyed at one point Jericho said fireballs to both of you. A commentary, Which cracked me up. There was a lot to like about this match. Pack is just like ridiculous to me every time he's in the ring. He's another guy that felt kind of directionless, and it's nice to see him on my screen a little bit more. I know some of it was COVID related, travel related, injury related. It was a little slow out the gate, but love seeing him in the ring. There was a really cool snap German spot 
on the ropes uh, that I think Mark Quinn put his legs up. That was a really clever spot. So there were things that I really liked about this match, but I'm with you in that it just feels like the Andrade uh, family office feels very directionless and a little bit stuck in the mud. Andrade is someone that's been a little slow out the gate too. And I feel like he finally had some momentum and now it's halted again. Um, I feel like they're at a good point if I want them to have more titles, right? Like, it doesn't feel like they're oversaturated with titles. I think either if you can't find a way for a guy like Andrade to be near gold, either maybe when ROH comes along or some sort of trios thing with him gets interesting because that guy is an absolute superstar and needs to feel more important on the program or the story just has to get better. Right. But yeah. Um, yeah, this, this isn't for me. I was hoping, hoping when Matt Hardy left, this whole thing was going to dissolve a little bit. Cause it just feels like it's not doing anybody that's involved any favors at this point. I don't think it's helping butcher and blade. Like it just seems to be holding back more than propelling. I felt that way towards the end of the inner circle too. I was like, this is not doing what it's supposed to do in creating momentum for guys. It's now holding them back. So that's kind of where I'm at it with it. But the, the match itself it's not going to be bad with those guys in the ring. <laughs> I would completely agree. Um, we've got Shadman saying Mark uh, is such a, a great talent and seller. That he is. That he is. Apologies, the seasonal allergies. Oh getting my God, to me. me too. Brutal today. Deshire says years 2025. Where's Jade Cargill? AEW or WWE? Um, I think, I mean, like, here's the thing. WWE is like doing that thing where they pretend they don't want to hire anybody over like 26, 27, et cetera. And by then she'll be 32, 33. I think that whatever she is by that time will be well enough to overcome that. So, yeah, it's just kind of hard to say right now. I feel like so much can happen. Look at what's happened in one year. Right. Oh. And we're supposed to be looking that far down the road. When AEW does or doesn't get their new TV deal, I'll be able to tell you a whole lot more. Um, I've got a story about the upcoming free agent class that will be the most interesting in wrestling history over the next few weeks. Um, the the class isn't over the next few weeks. The story will be. Daniel R. says, UE, Elite, BBC, and Death Triangle, four great trios. Yeah. And, and you got AFO that is not quite on that level not quite on that level and you mentioned that the inner circle was kind of directionless kate but there's nothing directionless about that inner thigh Ayo. <laughs> you know what happens when you start rubbing that inner thigh as you do moving closer to the panties but then oh no Something's not working. All that dirty talk. All that dirty talk and you can't deliver? It's time for a hack with Blue Chew and that code Fightful. Thanks to BlueChew.com and that code Fightful, you can get harder, stronger, more sustained erections with the same ingredients, active in Viagra and Cialis. You know it'll work. No matter if it's the inner thigh or a little bit higher. 
Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. A lot more discreet than a live tweet during a pay-per-view. Not only that, you don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office or the pharmacy. Not for Blue Chew. Your mailman's going to deliver it. He'll see that smile on your face, but he won't know why. Because it arrives in a discreet package. There will be nothing discreet about your package. By the time this is done, that mailman's going to be looking at you, licking his lips and saying, I can't see what's on the package, but I can see something's going on with your package. Use that code FIGHTFUL at BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. BlueChew.com and that code FIGHTFUL. So the mailman sees you getting an erection listen, before you listen. even take it? The mailman that fucks is one of my recurring ad segues because there's just too much there. There's too much I can go with. Like, leave it by the back door, discreet packaging, handle with care, fragile, you know, um, I know special this- delivery. There's too much I can go with there. You were just saying that, in this case, I would have a boner before mm-hmm. I even took Bluetooth, which is... No, 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 That's no, no, how no, powerful no, 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 it is. No, 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 no. no. When you get your shipment, mm-hmm. they're gonna know that you're happy. They're, they're gonna be they're gonna see that excitement. And perhaps the mailman delivers after you've taken one, like the next day. Like because you can do it on your schedule if you know. I mean, I'm not advising you to take your blue chew like when you know the mailman's coming. That's a little weird. That is but weird. If the mailman happens to see it, there's a good chance that they're gonna like they're gonna ask you on a day. I understand. I didn't realize this was a multiple day. Plus, listen, listen. The mailman goes to everybody's house, strikes up conversation with everybody. Or does he? It's a dis yeah, it's a discreet package that it arrives in. But again, your not discreet package that you're slinging around the neighborhood, word's gonna get around from that. People are gonna know that you fuck. It's true. And that so, you do it yep, well. Yeah. So the mailman's going to be like, listen, I want some of that. I don't know about what this is because of my, uh, because of the, the, the actual packaging, but words got around. Fair enough. I also appreciated you that you sounded like if Matthew McConaughey was hosting like a jazz DJ. Yeah. Yep. 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 I just I want like- to address this. Uh, so SRS is saying MJF is leaning towards not re-signing it. AEW is pushing him like crazy. That makes no sense. He's got two more years on his deal, Justin. It also, also makes perfect sense. He's a great performer, and if you yes. want someone to re-sign, you probably push them. Yes. Stop Stop with the WWE brain stuff. Stop it. <laughs> JW Pringle said, SRS said panties, and I spit out my drink. Nope. <laughs> that's, so that's my favorite thing about people that thought that that tweet was me. I would not have deleted it. I would have monetized it. I would have turned it into a segue. I also thought it was funny that it was not like at anyone. And I also will say you're a better writer than that, Sean. I'm a way better writer than that. (laughs) I could have done better. Paul Elizabeth said, what if it's male women? Listen, I I just try to be inclusive here. So sure. (laughs) Matthew Plus says, happy birthday, Katie. 
Maybe this year you'll finally get some nice bangs, you overrated, self-absorbed, self-appointed wow. leader of the SGS. Mute yourself. Dang. Matthew plus. First of all, it was not self-appointed. I was appointed, I mean, yeah. by you and by Alex. Thank you very much. There you go. Matthew minus. The train says happy birthday, Kate. There are a lot of fantastic wrestling YouTubers, but I'm never more entertained than when SRS makes you Vanna White crazy products. <laughs> You're effing epic. How does it feel to turn 21 and have your first legal drink? Oh my goodness. Um, I It feels great. I've been waiting for this day for a really long time. I'm finishing college right now. So yeah. it's uh, a year it's early. Cool. Are you graduating or is it just the end of the, this year, your junior year? Oh, I'm yeah, I'm graduating, obviously. Wow, you got that done quick. Um, Sean Spears beats uh, Bear Boulder, hit a C4 to win this. That's that yeah. is the highlight of this. You, you, this is the formula like you give Wardlow's opponent a win before Wardlow beats them. I thought this was harmless, it's probably what they should have done. Uh, the formula is becoming a bit predictable, but I, I'm not going to complain about seeing Sean Spears hit a C4 on Bear Boulder. No, and one thing that I do like that AEW does sometimes is, like, if someone like Sean Spears is going up against a guy like Wardlow, the person that they put on Rampage is a bigger guy. Like, they kind of foreshadow what that's going to look like for you. And I like that because it would make sense that you would want to test yourself against someone of a similar stature rather than just, like, Sean Spears versus Fuego Del Sol or whatever. Like, I, I appreciate that they make it seem like let me test myself out before the big match like that that makes sense to a me a warm but... up yeah it's a, it's a warm yeah. up match i'm i'm fine with that i dig it tony nice interview then we got the ass boys and the acclaim backstage tony nice's was simple and effective um he's better on the mic than i remembered the ass boys and the acclaimed like some people are going to think it's stupid i thought it was funny it was the ass boys trying to impress daddy and trying to pitch dx catchphrases and hand gestures and then the acclaimed just pitched the stuff that they already did and billy gunn thought it was great i thought this was also harmless they're a bit of a comedy act right now this is fun so the ass boys are not necessarily for me but i also did appreciate a austin gunn made me laugh a lot and b I really liked Billy Gunn throwing his weight around to get them a match on AEW Dark. That made me laugh really hard that they were like, oh, on Dynamite? Oh, on the pay-per-view? And he was like, no, no, no. I've used all of my historic career weight to get you a match on AEW Dark. That made me laugh quite a bit. So that was a fun little segment. I'll take it. Ruby versus Riho. This was a lot of fun. Um Riho covering her ears so she didn't have to listen to Ruby's theme <laughs> was so good. And the match was really good. Now, um, I, I thought this was a fine place to put it in the Owen. I see Ruby going probably maybe even to the finals of this. Yeah. Um, I think that I, I wouldn't hate it if she won either. Uh, Riho has won a lot of big matches. So I think it's good that Ruby won this. This is one of her biggest wins so far, I think. And I think she needed to win it. She can't be always the bridesmaid here too. So I think I thought it was important that Ruby won this. I agree. I think Ruby should go very far in the tournament and I'm, often critical of Riho, not because of her execution of anything, but because I feel like she hasn't worked to her size necessarily in the past. 
the past couple matches, she's done really, really well with that. Her match with Yuka was great. And then here, I thought the bow and arrow was a really nice move for her to use in this. Um, the Cazadora we saw was great. Uh, the crucifix bomb that we saw was fantastic. And just some more innovative offense from Riho. Ruby's backdrop driver was bonkers. Um, so this match I thought was a lot of fun and I'm pretty critical of Riho, but like she is finding more ways to make things feel a little bit more realistic for someone of her size. I think the booking was right. I thought this got a nice amount of time, which was good. And it's just nice to see encouraging thing in the women's division, which I am wildly critical of. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, we have Orion Benson crowd disappointed me a bit in the Ruby Riho match. The crowd in virtually every AEW's women, women's match disappoints me. Like, it consistently, it disappoints me. I wish they would get up for this stuff. Uh, baddies look like freaking stars. Yeah. My God, the entrance, everything. Please now, tell me you saw the internet photo of Malachi Black and CM Punk joining the baddies. I did. I did. It was great. <laughs> it was great. I loved this. To your point about uh, the women's matches, it's a little bit trickier on Rampage 2 because it's just such a long day by the time you get to the Rampage taping for the live yes. crowd if you've sat through Dark and Dynamite already. So I have a little bit more forgiveness on there, but on Dynamite, there's no excuse. Have some energy, people. Yeah. So Lord Jackson says, if it's a work, white suit, mob boss, Sheeta, please. So let's address that. Yeah. The baddies come out. It's announced that Red Velvet will be taking on Chris Statlander and Hikaru Shida. I'm going to read directly from her tweet because I see a lot of people using this as uh, a, a way to dunk on AEW. She said, what? And she said, well, I already had four matches after that street fight. Just finished the greatest fighting musical show, but I seem to have been injured. Japanese wrestling is nothing for them. I'm so sorry. Sorry I couldn't be in the tournament too. Glad from my heart that Chris is in the tournament now. I'm going to try to enjoy the sudden holidays in Japan because it's been a while before I had be positive. Okay, here's what I heard. Everybody, everybody I talked to in AEW that responded to me said they were very surprised by Sheeta's response because they are pretty sure she was made aware of this or there was a reason for this. A couple of the people that I talked to said, well, I don't know if this is a work because she mentioned that she's wrestled since then. Now, if you are AEW and you say, well, we didn't feel like clearing her after she wrestled a one hour, 40 minute match, which she did in Japan. <laughs> she wrestled a 100 minute match, 105, I think it was. I get it. You can play that into things. And she just says, you don't decide when I'm cleared. I am. However, I was talking to some people that were like very confused by this. Like they were surprised by this to the point to where it didn't indicate to me that it was a work, but they had indicated to me, like, we're pretty sure that she knows and that she was aware of it and all that. I don't have all the details. I don't have all the facts. I'm sure she'll clarify at some point. Uh, but I really think this is either miscommunication or maybe she's working because everybody that I talked to was where not only that how could she have not been aware of it two days ago yeah they announced Chris two days ago right they so, they or we at least knew it. it from the taping yeah so 
They announced it at the taping, and I was getting questions while we were on the air. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, use some inference here. Like, my God, I know people want to dunk on WWE or AEW or any company, but, like, how would she not know within the last 48 hours? I knew. And yeah. I'm not her. We all did. Yeah, everybody <laughs> knew. <sighs> this segment, I thought it was really, really good. Uh, Jade showing her baddies both in the ring, outside the ring. The fact that she's so much taller than the other two and they stand oh, beside her is a great aesthetic. And, and smart marks. <laughs> and, yeah, and smart marks out there and all his stuff. Now, hear me out. Um, hold on, wait. Shadman says she just had an hour 45 minutes in Japan to say kayfabe she's hurt to write her off is kind of dumb. No, it's not. Not if you're AEW and say we did not feel comfortable clearing her after she wrestled for 105 minutes. Do you think it could be a work for Forbidden Door stuff? Like maybe there's going to be one badass women's match and it's her maybe. and somebody else from... Maybe, but uh, the people that I talked to were, were surprised or confused by her response. So there you go. Um, but the the smart mark thing. Jade is becoming progressively more dismissive of him. And I keep saying what I want to see is at Double or Nothing or the buy-in or the Dynamite after her to be like, you're still my lawyer. You're not my manager. You're not my agent. You're too worried about MJF and too worried about Tony Nese, I am the I am the focus. And then Malcolm Bivens. Do you think that her height will look less impressive next to Malcolm Bivens is my only issue? Because he's like, what, three inches taller than her probably, I'm thinking? <laughs> no, Malcolm Bivens in the baddies, like, even just what he had been doing on NXT and like all of the shit posting he's done with like attractive female wrestlers <laughs> there yes. like him coming into the baddies is such a slam dunk for me it feels kind of like the obvious play but sometimes the obvious play is the right play um if he's gonna go to AEW I think that's just such an easy easy home run uh I don't think she necessarily needs someone so if they wanted to put him on like a Dante Martin or someone, I would certainly understand them going in a different direction because she is so charismatic uh, and doesn't necessarily need a manager. But like, my goodness, how much fun would it be to have Malcolm Bivens in the baddies? Oh, Malcolm God. baddies. There you go. <laughs> he would like people are talking like he should wear platform shoes and stuff. <laughs> Get some lips going. <laughs> oh, my God. JDB Pringle says, Maddie minus is grade A dingus. No, thank God. Uh, we got Wardlow chat. Daniel says, not saying what this is what they should do, but they probably shouldn't. But it'd be interesting if Wardlow lost to Spears, then lost his mind and somehow forced MJF to still give him the match. Might be weird, but I think it'd be interesting. I don't think you do that, Daniel. I, I appreciate the super chat. I just don't think there's any way Wardlow should lose. He beats MJF and he starts his march to the top. If Punk, win, if Punk wins that title, why on earth would Wardlow not want or deserve a title match? He beat the living shit out of CM Punk in their match. Yes, he did. This, I think, is going to be, if CM Punk goes over, 
it's going to be really fun because he has sowed some history with the right people in the time that he's been there to progress storylines that they can tap back on or they he could just start new stories he could do it as a face for a couple months and then as a heel or he could turn heel yeah. like there's so many options there but i think uh i think wardlow versus cm punk 2 is something that would definitely be interesting ricardo <laughs> unsubscribed matthew yesterday. good spend all the money you were spending on matthew plus unsubscribe subscribe to Fightful select it's cheaper yeah. than matthew plus matthew it plus is. is like 15 bucks a month Get in your super chats, get in your humper chats, and please leave a thumbs up, guys. Ken says there seems to be an implication via Jade's tweet, tweet and behavior in the segment that Jade and Mark got Cheetah pulled to try to get Velvet a buy. Now, if that's what happened, say it on TV. Have them say, well, she wrestled all these matches. She couldn't be 100%, so we got her pulled, and it backfired. I think that would work. Nerdguru says, was there live for Dynamite and Rampage? The crowd couldn't care less about the main event. The TNT title has never been less important. Sammy, Scorpio, and all involved have done nothing with it. Needs new blood. Swerve and Lee or Hobbs in that picture. Well, it just happened. It just switched. However, Dan Lambert, like I saw the Reg tweet. He can't help himself. He gets the mic one time. Do you remember that guy? And I don't even want to say what he said. It was the scripted viral guy with the hood and the sunglasses and the goatee. And he'd run yes. up on the... Yeah. That, that's Dan Lambert. That's it. That's I, Dan Lambert. It's like one thing too. I hate it all because there's just no excuse to call a woman a whore. Never mind to do it when she's only sleeping with her boyfriend that we know of. And never mind to do it when it's so far out of the way to do it. Like if this wasn't even an in-ring face-off promo to promo, because what you're doing and maybe Tay Conti is offended and maybe people think it's go home heat. But what you're saying is that it's just okay to slut shame women who are doing like, literally nothing. It's, just, it's the same thing over and over. Like, Come up with some original stuff. Oh he God. is literally this guy. <laughs> he is this guy. This is Dan Lambert every week. It is, and it's just like, it's not even truly fully related to, like, we haven't seen anything about Tay and Paige Van Zandt as a solo match at any point yet. So, like, yes. it's just going, it was cringy enough and bad enough when it was just happening segment after segment anyway. And now it's like, she's not even really involved. And you're taking this like huge yeah. left turn to call her a whore. It's just like, it, it's just so tired. And he could have been calling her a blueberry for all I care. If I saw you do it for like six months in a row, I would be tired. It was annoying. Yes, that's yeah. Thing. It's so like, frustrating. If you, if you want to throw it out there like once or twice, maybe it'll be edgy. Maybe it'll get that reaction. At this point, it's just like, come up with new stuff. Yeah, like when I didn't like love Ruby saying that Britt was sleeping with someone in the back when Adam Cole arrived. It wasn't my favorite, but like it popped and she did it once and it got a reaction and you move on. Like this nonsense over and over again is getting so old. But I, to the point of the super chat, I I think Scorpio's sky's reign now moving forward will get better because yeah. it's like a little bit more cemented. Mark says, Dan Lambert is basically the collage of the sunglass truckers, Twitter avatars combined <laughs> into one guy. He's way more successful than them, though, legitimately. D 
Daniel says, with Cavs losing, could you see Christopher Daniels returning to confront Scorpio at some point? What's his status as a wrestler? Hope he has a title run before he retires. TNT, I would assume. Oh, he's still working. I mean, he's still working in in uh, AEW here and there. But yeah, he's the Defy champion right now. Uh, I would he was love on to the see- Jericho cruise. I would hope he would. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that, that this. <laughs> was that how far back was that? A few months? It was October, right? October, yeah. But my but point I mean, being, like, hopefully he would show up for a story. Sure, that's but he's but still working like New Japan Strong and Defy. Like he's yeah. had, he's had over ten matches this year. Like he's he's done some stuff like that. He worked AEW in March against Danielson. Uh, but yeah, I think he should confront Kaz at some point. They teased friction between Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky before and after this. Ethan Page, uh, a really fun match that the crowd didn't care about. But Ethan Page saves the match for Scorpio Sky, and Scorpio isn't happy about it afterwards, isn't happy about it. And Ethan's like, I did it for this team. And Scorpio looks like he's going to hit Ethan Page with the belt, but then we get the official, official SCU split. They're done. The only person that can remain to be turned on is Scorpio turning on Daniels, because Daniels can't team with Kazarian, and we never got that finality uh, to what's going on between Scorpio and Kazarian until tonight, the official split. I thought the swerve was, was good, but you got Sammy and Ty Conti, Dan Lambert, Ethan page and Scorpio sky, zero likable people here. What, (laughs) what the hell? Yeah. I thought the whole point of this was to turn sky face and Sammy heel. And that, that double turn was the point of that battle of the belts throwback basically but as far as the match goes my goodness Frankie Kazarian he hits hard Sean (laughs) he hits really hard that knee lift lariat combo was insane um I really liked the story of them continually going back to the chicken wing spot because it is something that I feel like is pretty protected and like Scorpio was getting out of it, but not really. It felt like to me when a pitcher keeps throwing the same pitch at a batter and he keeps fouling off and he's like, well, I'm going to throw you the same thing. Cause you have yeah. proved that you haven't been able to hit it. Right. Like that's how that felt to me. So I liked the match that was in front of me more than the live crowd apparently did, but um, he just is always laying his stuff in. And I really like it. The familiarity between the two of them was very evident from a chemistry standpoint, but I also felt like the story of it was very back and forth. So that was really refreshing, but the shenanigans after are just so muddy and weird. And I think what we're trying to eventually get to is Ethan page facing Scorpio sky and them splintering. Right. But it's like, take Conti and Sammy are still out there for some reason. I'm not quite sure. Um, It's just, it's very cloudy and it, it takes away from the prestige of what the belt is supposed to be. In my opinion, like it, it doesn't feel like the story has anything to do with the second most important belt on the show. Right. So, um, that I don't love, but I actually, I liked the match that was in front of me and I like them resolving SCU breaking up. We got some super chats. Brody man says is uh, TK blocking wrestlers from backstage content. Ethan page just ended his vlog. The rest uh, no longer feature much of anything behind the scenes. It wouldn't surprise me if he was like, hey, listen, you can still do your vlogs, but let's maybe like chill it with the backstage stuff. I'll find out. Um, quick plug for Ethan Page. He's going to be at uh, 
Figure Fest in Lexington in September, along with uh, Dan Housen. Can't wait to try to take them Jesus golfing, but I'll find out about that. I have I don't have an answer, but I'll, I'll find out. JJ says it's Saturday in the UK, so happy birthday to Kate. May you Thank have one you. of the most awesomest days. Thank you. I appreciate that. Ricardo says already subbed to Fightful Select. Best $5. Hey, we try to give you as much value as possible. A lot of things have increased uh, over the past however many years. We are going on we're over four years, Fightful Select. We have never increased our price ever. And uh, hopefully we won't. Jason Major says people say she didn't sign a new deal. Any truth? I have not heard that whatsoever. But I can tell you one thing, Kate. What's that? Whether Hikaru Shida is in Japan or in the United States, she's not going to have to miss her favorite shows thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And if she doesn't have a new contract, she's got to stay on a budget. I don't, I don't know. But she'll get 70% off that NordVPN plan and an additional month free. She can even sit on it for about 30 days. If she doesn't like it, she gets her money back for the fastest VPN in the world. But why would you want your money back? It's got that threat protection, block online trackers, hackers, and malware. You don't want any of that, but I'll tell you what you do want. You want to avoid those geo restrictions. Right now, you want to avoid that price discrimination. Flights are insanely expensive, and if they can get you, they'll get you. They'll hike up those prices if you've been on that site and they run those cookies through and they see, oh, they've been looking at this. They've been they've been looking at this. Not with NordVPN.com slash Fightful, and it works on all your devices phone, tablet, desktop, laptop, router, TV, all that good stuff. So you can use these services overseas that have a lot different programming. If you've moved, it's perfect. If you want to buy pay-per-views for much cheaper, it is fantastic uh, because uh, that UFC pay-per-view that had an all-time great knockout uh, recently, I think it was last weekend. I think it was last weekend, Michael Chandler. Man, my days are, are going so long now. Got that much cheaper thanks to getting overseas services. Maybe you missed the WWE Network and you want to subscribe to that via Canada. You can do that with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Check it out, my friends. Hit them up on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. Love NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I loved SmackDown tonight too, Kate. I liked it more than I, loved I have. It. Well, I mean, that, then that means you are over the moon about it because you hate WWE. You shill, mark, biased, whatever. I wish what you were sending me that while I was in a SummerSlam suite. Well, I can't send it to you on Twitter or I would <laughs> via a very angry DM. I thought this show was really good. I thought that they progressed a lot of stories. They had a lot of cohesive stories. But if I personally, me, the person who hosts this show, consider this the greatest SmackDown of the year, and I do. I think it was the best SmackDown of the year for me. The bar ain't high. We got two Super Chats and two Humber Chats about it. The interest for this programming has been conditioned to such a low. I don't know if it's us or, or it's WWE, but regardless. It's WWE. It's, we're great. It's we're such so a low. pretty and we're so interesting. Everybody wants to hang out and talk to us. Right? Yeah. So send us their money. Yeah. I thought tonight's show was great. Get in your thumbs up, especially, especially if you're WWE fans, because I'm going to talk a lot of sugar about tonight's show. 
Nerd Guru says, despite in-ring uh, tonight, SmackDown still sucks. Roman's been slowly walking around for a month and a half and has no challengers. Ronda's going to bury the division like her first reign of terror. The saving grace is Sasha and Naomi. I disagree with almost all of this. I think Roman helped progress the storyline massively tonight. That should have been that should have already happened. I didn't think Ronda buried anybody tonight, but I did love Sasha and Naomi. But let's talk about how things started because I love Sami Zayn the Rat. I love <laughs> Sami Zayn the Narc. Oh my God. He is phenomenal at everything. You got RK Bro coming out, and Sami Zayn hits the ring. I didn't know that I needed the Randy Orton, Sami Zayn promo as much as I did, but I loved it. Oh man, did I ever love it. Like Randy Orton manipulating Sami Zayn into feeling like he's got more authority than he actually does. And that coming back to bite Sami later was something that I really liked. But what did you think about the opening promo here with RK Bro still trying to get their match even though they lost the six man? On Sunday. I thought they lost the six man on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I appreciated the effort. Sami Zayn could just do no wrong in my book. I love this guy so much. I appreciated Sammy being like, it's very, it's very complicated here at SmackDown. You have to run things up the flagpole. <laughs> like he's yeah. such a blast. Um Randy Orton's so good when he cares, man. It, this was this was a fun opening promo, and one thing that I loved about it was it wasn't Roman Reigns and it wasn't a women's champion promo. Like it was just nice, also, to have something different opening up the show, and them at least trying to carry over something from the six man, which I thought was weird. How it was booked mm-hmm. is nice, I guess, but um, I don't know. Like it, it's tricky because I like what we saw, but things keep getting done in reverse so it's hard to be fully bought into it a little bit but from what i saw in front of me i really liked shadman had a great point sammy in the bloodline yeah. shirt was good he wrestled so with good. it he wrestled in it too so shadman so that is a fan. that was like in my head like i guess i didn't notice it was a bloodline shirt but i didn't notice during the match he was wrestling in a shirt and i was like why is he doing that yeah. and then yeah Joel says him coming out in a bloodline yeah. shirt just peaks Sammy. It's great. It's it's those little intricacies. And I thought they killed it in the match. They had a really good yeah. match. This took up a quarter of the show. And you can find a lot worse ways for me uh, than to spend a quarter of the show than Riddle versus Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn serving as the comedic relief in a story where Riddle doesn't have to be the comedic relief. He can be serious if Sami Zayn is there. And I think that's that's a nice approach to that. I, I like that. Yeah, I will say the running away part is there's got to be something new there. Yeah. But the the rest of it, I really, really liked when Sammy, I forget what he was doing. It was like a flying forearm or something. And Riddle yeah. just hit him with a knee. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Freaking yikes. Um, but I, I thought the in-ring on this was great. I think Sami Zayn and Riddle had just fantastic chemistry. Randy Orton was the right kind of ringside shenanigans for this where it wasn't too much, but his presence was there like you would want a tag team partner to be there. I thought sure. as far as an opening match to the show, this was great. And much like you, I didn't mind it eating up a, a decent chunk of the show. I thought this was really strong. Ricardo says, we want an impact post show, please. I'm opening up to it. Um, I don't know who would do it. 
Joel has mentioned maybe pitching it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the reality is it would have to be on a trial basis because what I'm not going to do is add a show that loses money for the site. I'm not going to do that. I'm not adding stuff that is costing the site money right now when a lot of like subscriptions across the board on like pay services are, are down right now. So not, not doing that, but if I get the right people that pitch me on it, the right price that we're paying out, super chats come in. I mean, there's, there's not an impact post show elsewhere. So um, I'm open to it. We'll see. Well, they make it hard to watch it in real time. So yeah. that, that's, doing a real-time post-show is going to be tricky, right? So, Yeah, I mean, the Under Siege kicked ass. It was such a great show to be at live, though. I, I really, really like, like the product right now. Like, I really do, but yeah. they, it's going to be yeah. hard to do. A, um, a I would be open to it on a trial basis. I would, but but I wouldn't commit to it being a full-time thing. But you know what? You guys can subscribe to FightfulSelect.com because Steven Jensen does one every week on the Weekender podcast, and they did a post-show for Under Siege. Usually Denise hosts those. Mark Quill says Sammy needs a bloodline shirt where he puts himself hastily on it standing with him. <laughs> oh. Like photoshops himself in. I'm here for that. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you another thing I loved. FightfulSelect.com reported that Ronda Rousey would be facing Raquel Rodriguez tonight. And this shocked me. Now I get it. Just the same way that I, I said that Roderick Strong was notable. People will say, that's not a huge match. You said huge. I'm like, listen, title Raquel. Match. Raquel hasn't lost on SmackDown. That's not an accident. It's a title match. She is a former NXT world champion, two or I think can't remember tag team champion or two-time tag team champion. Uh, but either way, held those. I think this is a big match. Ronda's promo sucked. It was so bad. It was so bad. Uh, but she said, I'm a fighting champion. And Raquel answered the open challenge. And why wouldn't she? Why wouldn't she? And I'm okay with this for a lot of reasons. They'd had a six-minute match, which is about the right amount of time for something like that. Ronda Rousey doesn't need to have long matches. It was like a little bit messy at times, but fights are messy. And there were a lot of cool transitions, like the power bomb into the yes. arm bar. And then when Raquel recognized that Ronda's grabbing the arm, she does the whiplash, the stun gun on the on the ropes there were a lot there were some pretty stiff things in there as well uh the match was fast paced and Raquel got beat by a quick pin and there are a lot of people that will take any pin like that and they'll say oh my god sneaky pin that looks bad no no no, no. sometimes good pins pin good wrestlers diesel bret hart survivor series 95 one of the great finishes of all time british bulldog bret hart SummerSlam 92 didn't think that hurt either man. And I thought that Raquel reacted great. She's big mommy cool. She reacted the way that this version of Raquel should react to that. She wasn't smiling. She wasn't happy. She's like, shit, I just got pinned. I almost had her, but I got pinned. And it might be a while before I can get this title shot again. Meanwhile, Diesel was a hothead. This is how she would have reacted at NXT. Diesel was cursing. He was yelling. I thought Raquel played this perfectly. I know a lot of people don't like the positive, smiling, happy Raquel, but I also see a lot of people say, let them be themselves, et cetera, et cetera. This is Raquel Rodriguez. This is what she's like. She's a smiling, happy person. She is very positive. 
I know that I just said a lot right there. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say you can be smiling happy yeah. and positive like the yeah, new day you and go. you don't have to be Dora the Explorer. The presentation yeah, for her fair, is but that, that's, that is how she is. Back. Does she go around just saying She's words in Spanish? Backpack, and backpack. Looking. That's her. She's Largo, not Pequeño. You got um, those Dora bangs. Yeah, well, she, I mean, she's a trendsetter. I'm not arguing true, that, fair. but the, yeah. the cartoonish packaging with her is is gotta go. But as far as the character and what's, not gimmick. What's cartoonish? She's just smiling. I don't think that's cartoonish. She like, I don't know. I watched 2.0, man. <laughs> yeah, like. And she's like rolling her R's to an insane degree. That, okay. Just kind of staring at the camera so, and stuff. No. You're absolutely right about that. She rolls her R's a lot more to the point to where Pat McAfee starts rolling his R's, which was very funny. You can be happy oh, and smiley and not like yes. weird and vacant. Also, like no, not yeah, in, th- into that at all. But I agree with you on a lot of what you said about the match itself. I thought, well, well that's great because I'm right this time, and I'm going to tell you why you're right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I liked the the roll up here for a few reasons. <laughs> One, Raquel. There's a huge size advantage there, right? That's just smart. Sure. It's like, it makes a lot of sense for someone to do that. I think it makes Raquel look really good because it a, a badass like Ronda Rousey has to use something kind of sneaky to beat her. She's a champion, so she still won, but she kind of had to do something a little, a little quick, a little sneaky, not like the way that we're used to seeing Ronda put people away in a dominant fashion to get the win here. So I really liked that. I also felt like that was a seemingly authentic reaction of like, I'm new here. I got bested. I'm annoyed about it. But like, I just got to basically like, that's the kind of like, all right, I lost. I got to go work harder. We say it all the time, right? Sometimes one wrestler is just better than the other. It doesn't always have to be protected or a disqualification or whatever. Like this, I think was really, really good. I like a six minute train wreck. I liked that it was kind of sloppy because it kind of should have been like, it felt like gritty sloppy, not like, bad sloppy or like someone was going to break their neck sloppy <laughs> which is good yeah. um so i enjoyed this i felt like it could have used a little bit more time but i liked that it was fast paced i like that ronda is an open challenge champion because there is a desperate need for new blood in the back to come out and feel important so um but the next segment about that which i'll let you <laughs> lead was not for me <laughs> really Aliyah and shotzi yeah okay so i didn't necessarily like the delivery but i like the sentiment so shotzi's back there and she's mad and i've never been like a big shotzi promo person lover in the ring but i love that okay i love that she cared now i don't think that this is something where it's like she deserves a title shot no you weren't fast enough so no you don't deserve a title shot but that's okay because Aaliyah was mad about the same thing she was just frustrated about it but they can be frustrated with each other. They can take that out on each other. And Adam Pierce sees that opportunity. And he says, well, you're probably going to face each other because, sorry, you weren't quick enough. And that's it. First come, first serve. I get why they're upset about it because they weren't quick enough on the draw. But they should be upset at Raquel from a petty standpoint. Or they could just be adults about it, too. That could work. 
that happens all the time. Or but, the... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. You go. Finish your thought. Okay. What I liked about this was it set up a match. It set up a reason to not like Raquel in the future. It got these two on TV. And it made the title seem like it mattered for a lot of reasons. Because you had three people who were coming out there. It's not often that we see this with those open challenges where the people who weren't there quick enough are like, well, goddamn, I wish I was. I was on my way. I even caught wind of it, but she still beat me to it. Like, what happens to all those other people? Everybody just like, eh, okay. I like that we at least saw some frustration emanate from that because it shows us that at least three people care about that. Uh, for all you can say about the 24-7 title, you do at least find out that it matters to a few people. It's just we don't know why because nobody else goes for it besides those same people. At least here, we had Charlotte competing for it, Ronda Rousey competing for it last week, and then three more people today that are like, this is my opportunity. And I understand why Shotzi and Aaliyah would be frustrated by that because they can't get on TV otherwise unless they are beat-the-clock fodder. So they they should see this and be pissed off and frustrated and not be adults about it. Uh, but... A, B, uh, conversation, see your way out? Not for me. No, that was terrible. But also, Aaliyah and Shotzi aren't even close to the same level of performer. And I think that's where a lot of my frustration stems from, is that uh -huh. they have demolished the women's division. So while I understand an open challenge is an open challenge, I should still have an idea of who, who feels important enough to actually kind of go and make that challenge. Um, there's just such a a lack of credibility around it that it's it's hard for me to buy into the idea that like Aaliyah and Shotzi are equally as deserving of it from what I've seen but that's what they've also told me and I hate that so <laughs> like I would much rather see um Zylee than Aaliyah in this segment or something like I, I would much rather people who feel like they're on Ronda's level be able to get that title shot but the problem is they haven't made it feel like it was on Ronda's level. And it doesn't carry the same coolness as like when John Cena had his open challenge and people were coming up from NXT, like a Kevin yeah. Owens, like you've got to do a better job of making it feel like the people that are going after that title have a shot at, at being on the same level as Ronda Rousey. We have Madcap Moss. James Nepper says, what's up guys. Happy Friday, the 13th watching late and catching up. Not sure if this was covered yet. How about the Andre the Giant holders there? Still uh, pretty cool. They acknowledge their own real history. Stay well. Um, so, gosh, I'm trying to think of all the people that have won that battle royal. Because... <laughs> Jay Uso and everybody most, else has been released. Yeah, most everybody else is not there. Cesaro, Big Show, Mojo, Matt Hardy, Braun Strowman, all gone. But you got Jay Uso, Magcap Moss and Corbin that are still there. Man. Uh, well, I love the way that this all went. Um, you had Madcap Moss like kind of telling a joke a little bit, and it was like, eh, all right. But I thought the Baron Corbin ass-whipping was really great. He did the, the chair around the throat and used the trophy to slam it on the chair, and I thought that was great. He's talking all this trash to Madcap Moss, who, as we saw got spiked on his head a couple months ago. So if they play off of that and Madcap says, I don't think it's any secret. 
I got spiked on my head and I finished the match and I kept going because Baron Corbin wanted me to go. I would, I did it for him. I did it to help him out and he took advantage of that. That's how you babyface this situation because the best time to turn in babyface was after that Drew match. It was, that was the best time to have Drew say, I respect you. I don't respect Baron Corbin, but you showed me guts. And then Corbin gets pissy about that. And they should have launched it there. They launched it a little bit later, but I thought this beatdown was very good. Did you, Sean? Did you just love it? Yeah, because I'm right. Because I'm right. It was good. You know what, Sean? Here's why you're wrong. I'll tell you why you're wrong. This is all Um, trash. I don't know why they're like running back this storyline. Let it the frick go. What should have happened was Mad Cat Moss should have said, I beat his ass. I'm not doing this crap anymore because I'm no longer tied to what we know as the storyline. We're, we're going to do a he... full show like Skip and Shannon, like where we just argue. And I'm I'm just like over like all of those people who don't believe the things they actually say. Oh, yeah, I'm in. Let's trash. Trash. Boo. Come Boo. on. There Boo. is no way you can believe that Mad Cat Moss didn't pull this off well enough. To be a yeah. future main eventer, Kate. He's going to headline WrestleMania, but what he's going to do before that is become Intercontinental Champion, Kate. That's what that's what his destiny is, Kate. I can't do that. I can't keep that energy up for a full hour and a half. How do they do it all morning? Skip! I love Shannon Sharp. I, I love that man. I'm so sad I'm not logged in and I couldn't mute you. But what I was saying was... <laughs> There was an opportunity to wipe the slate clean with Mad Cat Moss. You had him beat Corbin. He could have said, I was under his thumb. I was doing all this stupid, dumb crap. And now that I've beat him, I'm free of all of this stupid garbage nonsense. And he could come out in, I don't know, wrestling gear and say things that belong in a wrestling promo instead of these god awful jokes. Who could possibly care about this? <laughs> Mark says, why would you volunteer to be Skip, Sean? Have you seen how much money he makes? Listen, I'm sorry. As I said earlier, it's never about the money until it's that much money. Skip Bayless. We'll start the first 40 minutes of each show just talking about the Cowboys or Lakers. Like That's <laughs> what we'll do. No matter what. <laughs> Hovering around 500 doesn't matter. Nope. Banks and Naomi defeated Natalia and Shayna. I thought this was a very good match. Uh, Banks and Shayna, or Shayna and Natalia didn't have to do anything to get this match. It's like, whatever. The match was good. It had some stakes. It's just, I don't know. Like, Sean, what? There's no other teams. Of course they got the match. Yeah, there's you're no right. There's no other tag teams for them to face. You're right. You're absolutely right. Zero. There's, there's Shana, just no, it's, it's pointless. To have this division and the NXT division, um, Natalia and Shayna Baszler, like they beat Liv and Rhea before WrestleMania, but then they lost a title match at WrestleMania and they haven't wrestled together since then. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, all right, well, Natalia, like, what'd she do? Earn the title shot by beating Cora Jade? Yeah, that, that also makes no sense, right? So she's floating between right. brands. Um, Shayna beat Sasha last week, so there is that. You can you can rock with that. The but, prestige of having a belt 
is a little diminished when there's only one other team in the division, Sean. <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, like, I, I can also sit there and say Shayna beat Sasha, but she lost to Naomi in like two and a half minutes, too. So it didn't make a lot of sense, but I thought that they, they killed it in the match. They did great in the match. All four were wonderful here. Agreed. The match was yeah. really solid. Going to be hard to have a bad match with the four of them. Um, Sasha's an absolute star. I, it breaks my heart that we haven't gotten Shayna and Ronda yet. Like, I really hope that becomes a, a solid program and that eventually yeah. she answers this open challenge because that belongs as a story for the title. Um, but a friend, a friend yeah. Demon Diva bragging about how Bad Bunny was in her chat. It definitely wasn't me. It was Bad Bunny. I'm sure it was. Yeah. yeah. Speaking Spanish. We got people asking who my La Bum would be. Uh, it'd be Roman Reigns because he's the easiest to, like, conjure up that type of faux outrage over right like it, it's very easy to yeah yeah mark, he's the big dog right mark says sean best smackdown of the year also sean proceeds to rag on most of the segments on the show i didn't rag on most of the segments no, I, I, thought, did. <laughs> I thought raquel ronda was really good i thought the promo sucked i thought the opening promo and match were excellent um i didn't see why this tag title match happened but i thought it was good and I'll tell you what I really loved. Gunther trying to get Gulak butt-ass naked and beating up. <laughs> so Gulak's getting trolled. Uh, or actually, Sammy was getting trolled by Nakamura. We got Gulak backstage. Gulak was talking all that shit to Gunther. Got a story on him coming soon enough. But he got his ass beat. I saw the rundown. And I was like, oh, man, come on. Gunther's got to be on here somewhere. He sure was. This was great. <laughs> This ruled the the squash match on Gulak was one of the best I've ever seen. It was incredible, beautiful, and this by far is the most successful translation that we've had from NXT to the main roster, and it feeling like it's adapted to the main roster, but still yeah. authentically what was going on in NXT and him feeling important. This was the most I've liked of the new Drew Gulak stuff for sure. This was really fun. <laughs> So uh, a story from back in the day when YouTube first came around, we had a friend that we hung around with and he didn't know that like the search history and autofill was a thing at all. So, you know, we're all hanging out at my friend's house. He's the only one really with his own computer, all that stuff. And our friend is in there using the computer and we come back and uh, we get on YouTube and we're, we're typing to search something in. And we see the last thing that he searched. And it was, girls fighting with titties out. <laughs> it was like, G, And then it was, girls fighting with titties out. Listen, you could now type in, gulak fighting with titties out. And a search result will come up now. There you go. So there you go. Roundabout that- way to get me to tell an embarrassing story about one of my friends. Is that in your search history? It's not, actually. Although, uh, plenty of those do come up on Twitter. Like, I mean, some, I mean that, that it happens. It happens. It does. I do. Like, the only reason I use Reddit is to, not, not for girls fighting with titties out, but to, sure. one, clear up That's misconceptions about our stories, and two, to watch street fights. I love watching street <laughs> fights on Reddit. <laughs> I love it. Fair enough. Uh, 
Kofi versus Butch. Butch wins a very good match. Again, this feud has lasted forever. And I don't know why you could care about it. Butch is absolutely making the best of this stupid-ass name and this stupid-ass gimmick by being balls to the wall and then hitting the bricks and running up through, through the crowd. He is playing the like PG loose cannon as well as he can and making it as least as less stupid as he possibly can. The match was really good. I don't know if it was Cole or Pat saying, what was that to the bitter end? But hope they never say it again because he's used it a bunch. I love this match. Like the highs of Butch are really good, but the lows of Butch, him coming out looking like literally a little rascal's character are bad. So I want them to maximize those highs and I want them to find a unique way, which they're doing, to make that guy, the smallest guy, look the most imposing of those three. And that's the, if they can pull that off without making him look stupid, I think that's good. I would love like Seamus and Ridge to be like in yeah boss mode for Butch by the end of this. That's what I want. What do you think of this? I want the storyline to be over <laughs> so bad. Sure. Like I love Kofi Kingston. I love Pete Dunne. Which, by the way, if you want to minimize the stupidity of Butch and maximize the good parts, you just let him be Pete Dunne. Like, just don't yeah. saddle him with this bad gimmick. But of course the match was great. It's Kofi King- Kingston and Pete Dunne. Um, I I loved a lot of what happened between the ropes. I don't know what juice is possibly left in this stupid story. Like, I said it last week, the New Day are so valuable. Why do you keep having them run the Usos and this faction into the ground? Let them go put over other people, especially while Big E's not there. Like, you are wasting the rest of your roster by having him tied up in this stupid thing. And it's not even a three-on-three scenario, which is why this whole thing started. But, again, the ring work phenomenal as it's going to be i thought the chemistry between kofi and pete dunn because they are very different stylistically you just never know how that's gonna go but when there's two people that are as in command of their styles as these two were it's it's gonna be a great match and that's what we got but who to who could possibly care anymore like to yeah, what about, <laughs> about the story i don't give a shit but the yeah. match i thought was very good and that's sort of the bar i've had to lower in regards to uh to we WWE. are the bar <laughs> Yes, I would I would love to see them back together as well. Backstage, Sami Zayn pleading with Paul Heyman. <laughs> he wants to know where he stands, which I thought is really, really good. Again, guys, we have rundowns for Raw and SmackDown shortly before each show on FightfulSelect.com. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, we have at least, I used to say at least one exclusive piece of news every day on FightfulSelect.com. Now we've got at least two and a show. So every single day you're getting like three different items at least uh, with for just like 16 cents a day. That's like five and a half cents per news item. What the heck? What I the mean, heck? my goodness. Plus, Sean won't try and date your mom. Probably. I'm not, I'm not promising that at all. <laughs> Bloodline segment. We got it confirmed. The tag titles. Now, here's what I like. RK Bro say, oh, we're going to unify those titles and we're combining them into one title. Usos are like, no, we like having as many titles as possible and we want to be like the head of the table. We want to have a title on each shoulder. 
I like that there is even some intrigue there because that is a subject that a lot of people actually care about. What the hell happens to the titles? What happens to them afterwards? So them playing off that, I thought was was pretty clever. We're getting this match next week. So I'm pretty excited about that too. I don't think it'll actually happen. I think we'll get some shenanigans. But uh, Kate, I thought this was simple, effective, a way to set it up for next week. Sure, why not? This is the story that we were getting before the pay-per-view. Yeah, we just should have got this earlier. This should have happened at Hell in a Cell. Absolutely. That We, we talked about it before. We talked about it before. You ain't got to hear us talk about it again. They set up the match. Good job, guys. Here's some super chats. Mark Quill says, <laughs> new segment idea. Here's why you're wrong with Kate Elizabeth. Shout out to Joel. That's good. That's good. Joel and I were doing uh, that as a show on Overbooked. Well, how about this? Uh, speaking of Fightful Overbooked, subscribe to that. They are on podcast platforms everywhere. They are on a completely separate feed. So, guys, please make sure if you if you listen to our audio, uh, subscribe to Fightful Overbooked on on all those podcast platforms. There's but, a new uh, Japan podcast over there now. Yeah, too. there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, we've got all kinds of content. But Kate, you've got some content on knowyournews.com, which is a a passion project for Jimmy Van. And let me just tell you. This was once a passion project for Jimmy Van, and we see how well it turned out. Know Your News has heavy fightful influence. I've been on there. Denise has been on there. Will Washington, Kate, and Alex. Uh, lots of fun things planned there. there. There's an awful lot of times you all say, well, why don't you do this kind of show or a non-wrestling show, etc." We've got a plethora of them over at knowyournews.com now. We sure do, including get the flick out of here with Alex and I. Oh my gosh, we had so much fun talking about the show. Is it cake? We talked a lot about just desserts in general, to be honest. It was so much fun. And before that, we reviewed The Courtship, which is a ridiculous dating show where it takes place at a castle, Castle Bachelorette. And I joined Jimmy Van. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Himself talking about the 10 wackiest news stories possible over the course of the past week. We had so much fun. It was an absolute blast. So go to Know Your News at all of these places. 
and make all of my bosses happy. <laughs> yeah, guys, uh, do me a personal favor. Let's get them over a thousand subscribers. That is big for a YouTube channel to be able to get over a thousand subscribers. That's how you get monetized. So uh, go over. I, I'm posting the link right here. YouTube.com slash know your news. There is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm uh, right here. We've got news about pool poopers. You've got Jimmy Van and Will Washington reacting to crazy news. Uh, I have done that as well. Like Denise did that. Like there's a lot of good stuff over there. They've got dozens of videos already. Check it out. Show Jimmy Van some love. Show us some more love. Get your super chats and humper chats in. We are heading down the home stretch. Leave a thumbs up as well. Uh, a bit of a quiet weekend on Fightful, although I'll have more exclusive news on Select. Everybody's then, celebrating my birthday, so it's like, exactly. Yeah, Grapsity tomorrow on the main feed. Sour Graps tomorrow night. But Mark Quill says Kate's return to Twitter will be the wrestling Twitter equivalent to CM Punk's return to wrestling <laughs> on the first dance. Yes, very polarizing indeed. Uh, I hope not. I hope it is incredibly uneventful. That's what I hope. Yes, me too. Uh, Derek Gordon <laughs> says, seems like TK may have asked them to cool it on the backstage footage because of the rumored new AEW show that might be backstage related. That'd be interesting. Like, I, I think they they probably should in that regard. Oblivious yeah, Kyrie. Make- yeah, Oblivious Kyrie says, I was there. Many left to, to go to the bathroom during the Reho match. To be fair, there was no good time to leave. They do really cram in those matches and they don't have a lot of downtime. Yeah, it's pretty pedal to the metal at a live taping. Joel Wood, thank you for the generous super chat. We greatly appreciate it, especially when... Help me, I'm poor. But uh, (laughs) he says, as a Georgia resident, glad Georgia's getting more love this year. Day one, just got AEW tickets for Savannah. Then there's SmackDown, plus Impact's coming to Atlanta. I know off topic, but wanted to get that out there. Uh, well, Joel paid me for just putting my scoops in front of the paywall. I did reveal against all odds, a or impact wrestling coming to Atlanta in July, buddy in my area too, like within driving distance. Um, there's something coming up in Louisville soon. There's uh, multiple somethings coming up in Louisville. How about that? Um, Cincinnati. It makes me so happy to see this Nashville's getting a bunch of stuff that I'm, I'm going to be going to. Uh, Slammiversary and SummerSlam and StarCast, obviously. Paul Elizabeth says, for Mama Elizabeth. (laughs) Yes, Kate, it is cake. It should be for my birthday. My God. What's your favorite type of cake? Mine? Yes. (sighs) Cheesecake. Really? I love love a good cheesecake. I certainly do. Like, I don't like store-bought cheesecake, though, because it's got to have the right crust. Yeah. The crust sets it off. Ryan Evans says, what does it mean when I read about open-ended mentions of MJF possibly gaining extension on his AEW contract? I guess the mention part is what confusing me. Does that mean they're negotiating? I feel like it's been indicated to MJF, like, oh, maybe we'll talk about a deal. I don't know if a deal means replacing his current deal, extending his current deal, or reworking his current deal to where it turns into an extension i.e., hey, we'll pay you a lot more money now, but as a result, we get you for more years. Uh, for example, I I can't remember if I signed a three-year or a five-year with Fightful in 2020, but by the time 2021 rolled around, Fightful had grown to the point to where I was in position. Like, that, that deal w- just didn't work. So we got a completely new deal that overwrote that, 
and uh, MJF could, and any of those things could happen. There's a lot of opportunities to where uh, of, of contract dealings where you can just completely tear up the contract you had before and rework it. In Kevin Owens' instance, they offered him a new deal um, in 2019. He said, yeah, but I don't want it as long as you're wanting it. And as a result, he got big money for his deal. Good for him. Yeah, he deserves it. Joel Wood says, with StarCast in Nashville SummerSlam weekend, I wonder if there will be any WWE crossover, such as when they used to have AEW All Out weekend. That was the original hope and the plan. I can tell you that is the absolute opposite of the plan now. <laughs> um, WWE was aware this was coming up. I'll have, let me tell you, I'll have some real interesting news on StarCast. And I mean, like, when I found out this news, I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me type of thing. It shocked me. It shocked me. And I'll have it on Fightful Select. I've been told I'm in the clear to run that maybe, maybe next week. Maybe next week. And it's, for some people it won't matter, but to the people it matters too, it will matter an awful lot. An awful lot. Uh, Mark Quill says, one more for the road. A super chat for Katie's birthday. Tired, is it Kate? Wired, is it Kate? <laughs> Good night, friends. Well, guys, I want to thank all of you for joining us. Kate, we are about 26 minutes away from your birthday. We're so glad you're here. You're off Twitter, but you're in our hearts, of course. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I all appreciate it, and I appreciate all the birthday super chats and... I think around birthdays, you always look at the past year, and it was probably right around this time last year that I was getting into Fightful, like, on the fan side. And now, now look at us. <laughs> yes. uh, happy birthday, Kate. Uh, you, you mean so much to us. You're such an integral part of our team, and we're glad to see you growing here. Getting sentimental. Oh. Have a nice birthday. Guys, until next time, we're out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.